message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. Matthew 7, 24. Here begins the reading of God's word. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Ask your neighbor, are you a wise man? Are you a wise woman? Mm. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. Pam, 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 pam. And it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I will liken him or will be like a foolish man. Tell your neighbor, don't be foolish. Who built his house on sand, on the sand. And the same rain descended. The floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house. Pam, 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 pam. And it fell. And great was its fall. The rain came. The floods came. The winds came. Blew. Beat the house. One house did not fall. The same rain came. The same flood came. Beat. Beat on another house. This house fell. One house didn't fall. One house fell. The wise man's house did not fall. The foolish man's house fell. Luke 6, 46. These scriptures are parallel, but I want to get to something that is a little bit deeper here. Whoever comes to me, the first one says, whoever hears these sayings of mine. And so you can say it's general, right? Anybody that hears. But here it says, whoever comes to me and hear. So these ones are my people. They are with me. Are you seeing the difference? Number one. Whoever comes to me, they have come to me. And hears my saying and does them. I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house. Building a marriage. Building a business. Building a career. Who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose, not if the flood arose, when the flood arose, tell your neighbor, floods will come. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, didn't fall. For it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth sand without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell the ruin of that house was great first corinthians 3 10 
according to the grace which was given to me as a wise master builder. I have laid the foundation and another builds on it. But let each one take heed. Tell your neighbor, take heed. Let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Who is Jesus Christ? He is the truth. He is the word of God. Father, in the name of Jesus, within the brevity of time that you've allocated to us this morning, I ask that you touch my tongue and make it potent. Cause your word that will come out to be a blessing, transformational. We bind the forces of darkness. We declare that we will live here and be doers of your word. Today marks the end of the forces of hell that has prevailed against us. We live here in victory today. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Today we are beginning a series on marriage and family. Marriage and family. Thank you for encouraging me. Let's all appreciate God. We're beginning a series on marriage and family. That was a great encouragement. Thank you. Marriage and family. And let me say this. It is not preached or we're not going to teach it to just the married. This message is for everyone under the sound of my voice. I know that everyone under the sound of my voice will be blessed. The married will be blessed. Those who are still yet to marry will be blessed. And so I ask that everyone open their ears, even though the focus may be like it's on marriage, but the focus is all of us. Somebody say amen. amen. Where we read, the scriptures we read, the English is simple. Do you agree? And so today, marriage and family, part one, the foundation. The foundation. The foundation. In Matthew 7, 24, talks about two different kinds of people. One is wise, one is foolish. The wise one, the Bible says, is the one that hears God's word and does them. Or hears God's word and obey. So wisdom is hearing God's word and obeying. The second person is a foolish man who hears God's word and does not obey. Unfortunately, both of them are in the same world. Both of them are in the same society. And both of them are exposed to the same elements. The same Satan. The same trouble. The same problems. The second scripture is the same thing. He didn't call one wise and one foolish. But it says one dog on a strong foundation. And one has no foundation. So permit me to say that continuous and consistent hearing and obeying of God's word. Equals to building on the rock. Equals to solid rocky Foundation equals to wisdom. Let me take it again. Continuous and consistent hearing and obeying of God's word equals to building on the rock. Equals to solid 
rocky foundation equals to wisdom. Contrary or in contrast, continuous and consistent hearing of God's word and not obeying and not obeying equals building on sand equals no foundation at all equals foolishness. I pray that there will be no foolish person in this church, in our congregation, in the name of Jesus. Another thing that is common to these two people is that whether you are wise, whether you are foolish, rain will come. The wind will blow. And it will beat on your house. Permit me to bring it to Abuja 2023. The rain, the floods, the stream is sickness, is loss of job, is trouble, is banditry, is abduction, is kidnap, is lack. These things come to everybody. The difference between those who will stand and those who will fall is whether they are wise, which means they build on the rock and have a solid foundation and those who will fall, which means they don't obey the word of God and they do not have a foundation. If you are following me, say, I am. Did we get it? Is this simple enough? And so I'm going to take it now, even though it can be applied to every aspect of our life, I'm taking it now and bringing it to our marriages. Our marriages. And as I begin, I will do my best to let those who are single, those who are single, to see which part they need to take, and those who are married to see the part that is theirs. Did we understand that? The Lord will help me. First of all, if we say, he who hears these sayings of mine, he was saying that when he was here physically. That was Jesus talking when he was here physically. Let's bring it to 2023. What is the meaning of that? He who reads the written word of God and obeys it is there. He who hears the preaching of God's word and obeys it. And he who hears the voice of God, the spirit of God, and obeys it. And then the person who does not obey. Did you get it? When he was here physically, he was talking about he who hears because they came to hear. For us, our generation is we read, we hear it preached, and we hear the voice of the spirit. And so it's the same thing. You are wise if you obey. You are foolish if you don't obey. If you obey, the rains will come. The troubles will come. You will stand. If you don't obey, the same rain will come. The troubles will come. You will fall. It's not a prophecy. It's designed like that. Nobody can change it. And so, he says, but the obeying consistently automatically erects a foundation for you. And so, you are not like in the physical where you need to get to somebody, you need to get to somebody and ask them to go to day day and buy cement and buy sand and buy stone and dig and build the foundation physically. No, for us, the foundation is hearing and doing consistently. As you are doing that, what you don't know is that you are laying 
a foundation. And that foundation is Christ and he's immovable. There's no volcanic eruption, no earthquake, no tsunami that can move it. And so, some very quick thoughts on marriage before I break into where I'm going. Quick thoughts on marriage. Marriage is a good thing. It is still a good thing and will continue to be a good thing. That's number one. Marriage is a good thing. It's still, it is still a good thing. Don't bother about what is happening and what you are hearing. Marriage is still a good thing. God has not changed his mind. And marriage will continue to be a good thing. And listen to this. Marriage is not just a good thing. It is a God thing. That's number one. Number two. Not everyone will marry. And it is not a sin. Not everyone will marry. And it is not a sin. Let me say it again. Not everyone will marry. And it is not a sin. I have met people who sincerely told me and I saw their truthfulness. They are not interested in marriage. And it is not a sin. So not everyone will marry and it is not a sin. Not everyone who marries will remain married. And it is also not a sin. This can happen for several reasons. We don't have the time to go into the reasons today. But take note of it. Not everyone will marry. Not everyone will stay married for several reasons. And it is not a sin. Number three, singlehood. That life where you are not married yet or you are waiting to be married, it's not inferior. It's not inferior. It's not inferior to the married life. We take responsibility for how we have preached this thing over the years. Pastors have put too much emphasis. And it has come to a place where people who are single think that something is wrong with them. To be single is not a sin and nothing is wrong with you. And so a single person is not inferior to a married person. And a married person is not superior to a single person. Somebody who heard me very well, say amen. amen. Number what? Number four. Whether you are married or unmarried, it is not a measure of your salvation status. It doesn't make God love you more or love you less. God loves the married. God loves the divorced. God loves the single parent. God loves the widow. God loves the widower. God loves the single. Totally and unconditionally. Somebody say amen. Thank you. Number what? Marrying without a solid godly foundation like we read from here is a sentence to pain and suffering. I'm bringing in some things now. Marrying without a solid, godly foundation is a sentence to pain and suffering. And finally, number what? Acquiring the requisite knowledge, understanding, and wisdom for marriage gives one a good, solid foundation for success in 
marriage. So what is foundation? Foundation is the basis or the groundwork for anything. The basis or the groundwork for anything. So we're talking about marriage and we're talking about the foundation of marriages today. So we're talking about the basis or the groundwork for the marriage. The foundation is the natural or prepared ground or a base on which a structure rests. We're talking about what your marriage is resting on. That is the foundation. The Oxford Learners Dictionary defines a foundation as a principle, an idea, or a fact that something is based on and that which the thing grows from. And so when we say the foundation of our marriage, we're talking about the principles, the ideas, the truths that our marriages are built on and from which our marriages grow. Is that simple enough? I have asked God to make sure nobody misunderstands me. And so I'll try my best. And so today we're talking about the foundation for our marriage. But what we read in Corinthians in our opening text says that there is a foundation that has been laid. It is tested. It is sure. It never fails. And if you are wise, don't build any other type. Just build it and stay on it. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. And who is Jesus Christ? He is the truth. And he is the word of God. So the right foundation for our marriage is the truth of the word of God. The right foundation, the appropriate foundation for our marriage is the truth of the word of God. I want you to know that it is not man that invented marriage. No scientist invented marriage. No sociologist invented marriage. No philosopher invented marriage. God invented marriage. God instituted marriage. And so it's God that knows the right foundation for what he instituted. And he has told us in his word, the right foundation is Jesus. Who is Jesus? The truth of God's word. That's why we read those two scriptures. He who hears these sayings of truths and does them will not fail. Somebody say, I will not fail. Mm, I don't like what the clock is doing to me. I don't like it. How important is a foundation? The foundation is so important, so important that God did not use any cheap material to do the foundation for our salvation and for our success. He used Jesus. That is how important it is. How do you know the value of a thing, the cost of that thing? Jesus was used as our foundation. And so that is how important foundation is. How important is foundation? In Revelation 20, 21, 14, talking about that great city, the new Jerusalem, the Bible says the fence, the fence, not the main city. They didn't tell us how many foundations are in the city. The fence had 12 foundations. Why? Because the foundation is the stability of the superstructure. It is the load bearer. It is the load distributor. Our foundation bears the load and helps distribute the load evenly so that we do not collapse. 
And so for marriages, the word of God, the truth of God's word is the load bearer that distributes the weight and delivers the marriage from collapse. How important is foundation? How important is that? Construction giants will tell you that foundation, they don't joke with it. Traditionally, they even say that the foundation will take 33, about 33% of the cost of the construction and the attention of the construction. And so yesterday, my brother was around, who is very good, he's a consultant, construction expert. And I said, how important is foundation? This is what he said. He said, if you don't invest, I'm quoting him verbatim, if you don't invest in a solid, enduring, appropriate foundation, whatever you spend on the superstructure will perish if the foundation gives in, even if you build with gold. And so the foundation is the most important. If the foundation is steady and wind removes the roof, you just come back and put the roof. But if the foundation is destroyed, there is trouble. That's how important foundation is. And now, so let's go to it. For our marriages, what are the foundational things that we must use to build? Certain scriptures are foundational scriptures. For example, we saw that Jesus spoke about a foundational building block. Moses spoke about a foundational building block. Peter spoke about a foundational building block. I thought in the mouth of two it would be okay. But three, the apostle, the son of God, and the prophet spoke the same thing. For those of you who are married, listen carefully and begin to review your foundation. Appraise your foundation. For those who are desiring to marry, begin to see what you need for the foundation of your future marriage. The Bible repeated this foundational instruction three times in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. Moses in Genesis 2.24, Jesus in Matthew 19.5, Mark 10.7-8, and Paul, Ephesians 5.31. Therefore, if a man wants to marry, any man, therefore, let that man depart, leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. Foundational building block. Leave father, leave mother, be joined to your wife. Then the two shall become one flesh. When they become one flesh, I want to see something else. The two shall be naked and not be ashamed. What is he saying? Leave father, leave mother. Leave your appendages, leave your crutches. Be joined to your wife. Be joined to your husband. Don't be joined to your phone. Don't be joined to your secretary. Don't be joined to your neighbor. Don't be joined to the TV. Be joined to your wife. Be joined to your husband. Don't be joined to anything. Just the two of you. Don't be joined to your children. Leave father. 
leave mother, be joined to your wife. If I ask some of us to bring our phones right now, we will see who we are joined to. That is the check of your foundation. That is the check of your foundation. The two shall become one flesh. That is exclusive unity. The two of you become one. Every other person is an outsider. It's the two of you first, then the other people. Father is no longer more important than your spouse. Mother is no longer more important than your spouse. Siblings are no longer more important than your spouse. Boss, not important than your spouse. Your spouse becomes the most important person in your life. Foundational building block. You negate it, the result will be a sick, wobbly marriage. Foundational. They were naked and not ashamed. Transparent to each other. No lies. No hypocrisy. No hiding. No heavy duty passwords. Some of you, your password will require intelligent hackers <laughs> to be able to break through. You cannot be married and have a password that your spouse does not know. You are negating the building block. Naked and not ashamed, transparent. Have everything in common and comfortable with each other's weakness. Your spouse should not be uncomfortable with their weakness. You receive them like that. Work on them together. Naked. Building blocks. If you negate it, the, the marriage becomes weak and struggling. Another foundational scripture. Do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. How many of us have thought that that was God playing and went to do something wiser and are suffering it. You are a Christian. You cannot marry somebody who is not a Christian. It's a faulty foundation. And a Christian is not somebody who comes to church with fat Bible. No. No. And no. There are many people who come to church who are not Christians. There are many people with Christian names have done baptism speak in tongues. I don't know where they got the tongues from. <laughs> and while they are worshiping, tears come down their faces, but they are not Christian. A Christian, number one, has given their heart to Jesus, has confessed that the substitute and the penalty that Jesus paid was enough and appropriate and adequate for all their sins. Then they begin to live the life that shows that they are followers of Christ. These two must be together. And so it's not everybody that comes to church. It's not everybody that leads in church. Not everybody that is a pastor that is a Christian. We have pastors that are not Christians. Bishops that are not Christians. And so do not be unequally yoked. And so when you are building this foundation, you do it seriously. And if you are already married, be reviewing the foundation as I'm talking. Because we'll sort it out at the end of the service. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
all kinds of faulty foundations. Not being completely honest to your girlfriend, your boyfriend while dating. Now you are married. Faulty foundation. You lied. So that they take you like that. You lied. Now she has gone clean to know the truth. You have known the truth. Somebody is feeling betrayed. And you are angry that they are feeling betrayed. Faulty foundation. Marrying for the wrong reasons. Marrying for money's sake. Is money good? Absolutely. Marrying for beauty's sake. Is beauty good? Absolutely. Marrying for the sake of class only. I will not marry anybody who has not gone to Harvard. Marrying based on tribe. Marrying somebody because you are rebounding from a broken relationship. Somebody jilted you. Now you need to prove to them that you are not that worthless. You jump into the next one to show him that he is not the only guy in town. You are also a hot chick. Marrying because after a small passion, you got pregnant. No. You don't marry because you get pregnant. You marry because you want to be married. No, 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 no. We don't. We don't. That will be marrying out of pity. And one of you will keep begging to be accepted all the days of your life. Forty foundation. Forty foundation. Marrying because there is pressure from society, pressure from daddy, pressure from mommy, pressure from grandmother. They need grandchildren. Wrong foundation. Marrying because biological clock is ticking. I'm getting old. Wrong foundation. Marrying because of sex. Since they say if we are not married, we can't have sex. Let me just marry and have legitimate sex. Wrong foundation. It sounds very good. Sounds very good. But wrong foundation. Some of us, during our traditional rites, allow the villagers to do certain things that borders on idolatry. Wrong foundation. Setting wine, setting colors, setting waters, setting brooms, setting sand, setting honey, setting salt were taken and something was said. And we're standing there and shaking your head. This is our culture, this is our culture, this is our culture. Wrong foundations. Wrong foundations. Price, price, not paid. You say we don't need to go home and talk to anybody. We are adults. No, you need parental blessing and parental endorsement. And in this church, if the parents are not agreeing, as a church, we follow people. We have followed some people to beg for four years before parents agreed. Eloping. Since they are not agreeing, let us just go and marry. Wrong foundation. While dating, made all kinds of pledges. Now you are married, you have kept quiet. They bring it up. Your light, your face is fire. You told her you give her half of Abuja. The only place you cannot guarantee her is the villa. No. <laughs> and when they try to remind you, you start, you start all kinds of trouble. All kinds of trouble. <laughs> Family influence. This is the one you must marry. 
Because they have a covenant that you are not even aware of. And now you are inside. Faulty foundation. You married from a family that has a history of demonic polygamy. Demonic divorce. Demonic, all kinds of demonic things. It's a fight. Wrong foundation. Wrong foundation. You abandoned a woman somewhere, abandoned a man somewhere, and come here and marry a fresh one. <laughs> Change all your details on Facebook and everything. Wrong foundation. But if the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? It's a question that was asked in Psalm. If the foundation is destroyed, what can the righteous do? The righteous will go back to the builder of all things and be open and honest. And the builder of all things working with him will restore the foundation and the marriage. For some of us, the foundation was solid. But what we are building on it now is bad. It's not compliant with the requirements of the foundation. Remember, every foundation is designed to carry certain loads and to be used for certain purposes. So, foundations are designed specific to use and purposes. And so, when you dig the foundation and you begin to do something else, the problem may not be the foundation this time, it is the material you are using to Build. And some of us are there. The foundation was good. You'll be checking the foundation. But look at the materials you've been putting in recently. Foolishness came. What is foolishness? Galatians 3.1. Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you no longer obey the truth? You built a good foundation. Now you are no longer abiding with the truth because you now know better. You are now in Abuja. You now have more money. What of extramarital affairs? Adultery and all kinds of sexual perversity that have come, even though the foundation was good. This will now rubbish the building. What of self-deceit? It will spoil whatever foundation you have and spoil the building. Self-deceit. Something has happened now. You are traveling abroad. You come back, you see, you are not really my standard, you see. You're not, you're not really my standard. Uh, I, I did you a favor. Uh, the ones that are not bold will not come out to say it, but you can see from their body language, it's a favor. You should be grateful to God that I married you. You know, self-deceit. 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 What of the violence that has entered? The foundation is not designed for violence. It's not designed for abuse. It's not designed for wife beating and husband beating. There is husband beating. You don't know? What of the lack of submission and the disrespect and dishonor? It will corrupt the foundation. What of the unnecessary arrogance and pride that has come? What about the selfishness? It used to be us, now it's me. Why did you touch my car keys? 
You mean you put yams in my car? <laughs> I had a friend, he's a pastor. The wife can't try it. You can't put yam in his boot. You better go and rent something and carry your yams. Not my car. And so all of this corrupt our foundations and make the marriage bad. But what can the righteous do? The righteous can go back to the builder of all things, repent and ask for mercy. What can the righteous do? The two spouses can open to one another, repent to each other and say, I lied. I did this. I have not kept my promise. I was a thief. I am a liar, but I want to make it good now. I'm ready to build this marriage. What can the righteous do? The righteous can invite somebody who is wiser, who is godly to intervene. The enemy has lied to us and said, don't bring third party. We can deal with it ourselves, but you have not been able to deal with it. Bring a wise, godly person. Pastor Sarah told us a story many years ago. One day as a church, church was ready for picnic. Everybody was on the field waiting for picnics. We're ready. Beautiful picnic. And our pastors will soon come. Five minutes, the pastors didn't come. Ten minutes, the pastors didn't come. The devil wants to attack this, our picnic. We didn't know that the pastors were fighting at home. <laughs> but what delivered us? They called the elders of the church. They didn't say we are the senior pastors. We don't need counsel. No third party. They called Pastor Yero and a few elders. And they came to the house. And boom. They looked at, what are we fighting about? And they carried their bag. And we had our picnic. <laughs> Some of you, all you need now is to invite a godly person to intervene. What can the righteous do? The righteous should go to marriage enhancement class. We have qualified instructors, wise instructors, wise instructors, ready instructors, willing instructors in our marriage enhancement class. Let the righteous Go there if the foundations are destroyed. Or the foundation is good, but the building is shaky. Go there. Register today. Pastor Kolebubi, can we register today? Yes, sir. You can register now. Go to make. What can the righteous do if the foundation is destroyed and the building is collapsing? The righteous can decide right now to begin to practice the truth, which is Christ. He who hears these sayings of mine and does them. Decide now to invest intentionally so into your marriage. Agape love, commitment, forgiveness, faithfulness, trust, honesty, submission, understanding, good communication, friendship, mutual respect, sacrifice, selflessness, and consideration. If the righteous will do all these things, the foundation will be restored. The marriage will become strong again. Let's stand on our feet. Let's stand on our feet. Everybody has something. You are a single. You are already praying for your marriage. Go through what we have said. You are married. You have appraised your marriage. You have appraised the foundation. There is a grace here right now. 
There's a grace here right now. All of us, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Let's begin to pray. Let's pray. Let's thank God for what we have heard. Let's thank God for what we have heard. Glory to God Almighty. Let's thank God for what we have heard. Let's thank God for what we have heard. Now I have an anointing to pray for marriages this morning. Somebody said, my marriage is not bad, but I want it better. I want to pray with you. You can come to the altar. A man says, I want my marriage to go to the next level. You can come to the altar. It's not our usual altar call. This is a blessing over marriages. Somebody says, I am the husband. I want to take responsibility for my marriage because I'm the head of my home. I want to take responsibility. I want to receive fresh grace for my marriage. Come. The Lord said for me to tell every couple here that if you hear my voice, which you have heard already, do not harden your, vo do not harden your heart. If you hear my voice, do not harden your heart. If you hear my voice, do not the moment I heard it, I wrote it down. It says for me to tell couples that I hear, if you hear my voice, do not harden your heart and you have heard his voice. You say, I want fresh grace over my marriage. Somebody is even here, you said, from what you have said, I am responsible. I contributed to the trouble in my home. I need forgiveness and I need God's help. Come, 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 come. There is a grace here. There is an anointing here to restore. We have prayed. We have asked God. We have told God our heart's desire. You say, I want my marriage to be better. It's not too bad. I want it to be better. somebody is saying I will sort it out later it's a lie of the enemy to postpone so that after today he will make things more difficult there's no need to postpone if you hear my voice do not harden your heart you say my husband is not here so I can't come out my wife is not here no you can come out and represent the family the two are one I want you to know listen carefully listen carefully I don't care all the fights you have. Listen carefully. Listen carefully. This will shock you now. I don't care about all the fights you've been fighting. Hmm? God, the record in heaven still has your two names as joint heirs of grace. <laughs> it has not been wiped out in heaven. If you ever start, stood before any authority and say, yes, I do. The record in heaven is still carrying the two of you as joint heirs of grace. Come, 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 come. Somebody is really struggling. We are not saying the marriages are bad. We are saying you want it better. If I'm not preaching, I'll be standing here because my marriage can be better. I have an excellent marriage, but it can be better. Why are you struggling? The rest of you now, let me beg you. Can you stretch forth your hands?
thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center.